Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Look, I can't take it. I'm sorry, but I cannot take it. I can't take it anymore. Honest to God, I can't take it. I sit here, and one of the reasons that I wanted to come to OutKick, one of the reasons that I didn't want to anymore just say, well, you know, uh, basket went in, basket didn't go in. No, 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 no. I wanted more out of life. I did. I'm sorry. I wanted more out of life. And I wanted to be able to speak on these type of things. Can we please, God, roll? Can we roll Joe Biden right now? Can we roll this? You know, they view the world from Park Avenue. I view it where the wealthy, in fact, you get, if everything works well for them, all is going to trickle down and help the rest of us. Well, I come from a background where that never worked. He's full of crap. Number one, he can't speak. Number one, he's got dementia. I, I'm throwing things. It just drives me nuts. This is a dude who rents his house for $49,910 a month. This is a dude that's a multi-millionaire over the course of his time being a public servant, and he sits there like he's every man. He has been in Congress his entire life. He has cheated, he has lied, he has stolen, he has made deals. He has basically destroyed people's lives with greed, and yet he has the audacity to sit there and lecture us on where he comes from. Every word out of this man's mouth is a lie. Every word. Corn pop, black church, Hispanic church, it's all a freaking lie. He's the most racist president we've ever had. Hell, he compared sending kids to school to a jungle. And yet we sit here and we listen. It's infuriating to me. They got me. They got me. Used to be, I used to just laugh. I used to just laugh and go, ah, ha, ha, he's just an idiot. But I looked at that. This is a bubbling, stumbling buffoon that cannot speak the English language. And it's not his fault. Look, everybody gets old. But normally I wouldn't say or make fun of, I guess, people in that condition but he comes out every day and lies to us. He's the president of the United freaking States. And he cannot tell the truth. And he lies and he pan. Remember the winter of death? Whatever happened to the dark winter of death? You know, you gotta have just a He wants to keep us down. For his own good, his own power. And people don't understand that. People don't understand, well, yeah, Joe's one of us. No, he's not. Charles Barkley said it best to the African-American community. We keep voting Democrat. We keep being poor. It's unfreaking believable that this guy can stand up there and you all believe it. How is that possible? I must believe too much in people. I got a freaking family member that says, well, you know, I'm really politically inclined and Pete Buttigieg should be the president. What? See, normal people don't know this stuff. They don't. 
But when you have a job like this and you expand what you're doing, you pay attention. And I'm seeing this idiot yesterday, and it's just infuriating. I know Novak Djokovic is in the Australian final. I know we've got the Chiefs and the Bengals and Broadway Joe, and I, I'm going to get all of that. I swear we're going to have Sean Payton's daughter on, and we're going to talk about it. Honest to God. But when this idiot starts talking about regular folks, regular folks, I tell you, it drives me nuts. Regular folks. Who's who's an irregular folk? Like regular folks, not like your sorry ass in the oligarchy. Is that it? I mean, what are you talking about here? Can you play that again for people just joining the show? Do you mind? This freaking idiot. This freaking idiot every day. You know, they view the world from Park Avenue. I view it where the wealthy, in fact, you get everything works well for them. All is going to trickle down and help the rest of us. Well, I come from a background where that never worked. Your background is, what is your background? What is your background, you clown? What is it? Is it in the black church? You know, I was raised Catholic, but I went to Catholic church in the morning before school, and then I went over to the black church. That's crap. Now, I will say it's probably not crap that he had to go to church in the morning. When I was at St. Peter and Paul, uh, up until I can't remember the year, maybe fifth grade, we had to meet in church. Homeroom was in church. Your homeroom was either in the basement church or the upper church. And then we didn't go over to the black church. And what the hell is the black church? Honest to God. This guy sits there and lies and lies and lies and lies and talks and tries to divide. It's no different than our media. Let me ask you all a question. Let me ask you all a question. Our racist guy here, Greg Doyle, and the the rest across the country, the racist white guys, the lily white guys that criticize Tony Dungy. Okay, so people stood up. People called them out. Have you heard a word about Tony Dungy since? Have you? The worst thing in the world, Ivan Proboroff. Ivan Proboroff, oh my God, he didn't wear a sweater. He didn't wear an LGTQB plus A, D, C, B, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, M, I, S, S, I, S, S, I, P, P, I sweater. And the whole world went nuts. Ivan Proboroff, oh my God, it went nuts. What a freaking uh, xenophobe, homophobe. No, he's not. He won't wear a sweater. I don't give a damn who you're having sex with. Who cares who you're having sex with? Go have your sex. I don't care. But I don't need to support you just like you don't need to support me. Hey, I'm stooping my wife on a Saturday night. Wear a sweater because I'm a heterosexual. You know what happened? I'll tell you what happened. People stood up. People said, screw this. We don't want to hear your crap. Do your thing. But everybody doesn't have to conform. And so you know what you have not heard? You have not heard the name Tony Dungy. You have not heard the name Ivan Proboroff. The racist uh, white media, the little columnists at the Indy Star or, or the Nancy Amore and all the little white women that know everything but yet never participated in anything, they all went away. Why? Because people like us stood up and said, get the hell out of there with that crap. So what do you do then? Well, if you're the Indy Star, you write a bunch of puff pieces. Well, that's what you do. When you get called out 
for your racist, vile, sexist, whatever, then you write puff pieces. So, USA Today, little Nancy, little puff piece. Our guy Doyle, little puff pieces. Oh, my God. Indiana's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, great. You, you haven't heard the name Ivan Proporov. You haven't heard the name Tony Dungy since people had the stones to stand the hell up. If it's stupid, stand up to it. If it's wrong, stand up to it. Oh, my God. But the Indy Star's going to write an article. Yeah, okay, great. Who cares? Yeah. Ah, it's unbelievable to me. It's absolutely unbelievable to freaking me. Joe Biden's got more money than 99.99999, and he didn't get it by working hard. Nancy Pelosi has more money than 99.9999, and they didn't get it by working hard. They pushed a button. They voted for something. Yeah, they campaigned every, what, six years? And they're sitting here lecturing us on money and the wealth. These people have more money than God. They didn't get it any other way than cheating a system. And next thing you know, you all, we all have to sit there and listen to these idiots talk about well, we're just like the common man. Really? I don't know about you, man. I got a pretty nice house. I ain't great. It's a nice house. Worked my brains out. I've been working, I don't know, since I started being a paper boy at 13, 12 years old. I've been working my whole life. Hell, even in the summer on scholarship, I worked. Uh, I worked extra jobs when I was a graduate assistant. I work extra jobs now. I went door dashing the other night because I didn't want to eat. I got about seven different things going. Construction company, door dashing, involved in a medical supply. I mean, I got so much going on because I work. These people haven't worked. These people have not worked a day in their lives, and they lecture us on, well, it trickles down. What? Why do we stand for it? Why do we stand for it? I can't wait to see the body cam video of Paul Pelosi. There's no way. I'm I'm saying it now, uh, Sinister. There's no way we see that. Or if we do, it is somehow blacked out, blurred out, whatever the hell it is. Because we're we're the American people that elect these clowns, and we're not in control of anything. We're not in control of nothing. Where's NBC? Where's CBS? Where's ABC on these documents that he could not unclad? They're nowhere. There's so many more important things than whether Tony Dungy put out a tweet. Even in sports, there's so many more important things. Well, you know, Tony Dungy put out a tweet. What? How do you possibly listen to these people? I'll go an entire lifetime. And I will never understand it. The greatest thing about leaving ESPN and leaving Urban One Radio is the freedom to speak like this. If I were at ESPN and said this, I'd have been fired in 10 seconds. Only Jalen, only Jalen and Stephen A and whoever else can say anything. Nothing. Man, Greenberg and Freshilla are the best they got, but they know they can't say what I just said, or they'd be gone. But Jalen, hell, Jalen Rose can get on the air and lie about whether a guy is armed or whether a guy is dead. Get a DUI. I saw Harry Lyles on there. 
Harry Lyles is a nobody, but he got himself a DUI, but he's still on there. God forbid anybody uh, my age or anybody like Seth Greenberg uh, says anything about Polly. Oh, my God, Norby Williamson will call him in and kill him. Keep going, you idiots. We listen to idiots. I tell you who's not an idiot is Ryan Burr. Ryan Burr is not an idiot. Ryan Burr is fantastic. You see him, you know him, you love him. Ryan Burr is going to bring the heat. We're going to talk some sports with Ryan Burr. First thing we're going to talk about Ryan Burr, because you and I are the only two, only two people in America that know the Colts stink, that know the Colts have stunk, and hiring Jeff Saturday would be a complete catastrophe because it always was a catastrophe. Sorry, I'm kind of fired up today. Well, Dan, I mean, you know, uh, a lot of people uh, like to rewrite history after it was made and tell you that they did something or said something that they never said or did. Uh, Fortunately for us, it was the preseason, and we have it on record, that I told you the Indianapolis Colts would stink. I think I I was even out in front of you, who who lives in Indianapolis. I was even more pronounced on how (laughs) bad they would be. I think you still thought they'd win nine or ten games. I told you they'd win four or five because I knew the quarterback was a disaster. You did. You did. So let's move it forward. So the survivor, and I've called him the survivor, Chris Ballard, guess who still has a job? Ballard. Right, gone. We don't even know who the hell the coach is. What's your thought on Jeff Saturday still being alive in the hunt for a head coach? Well, I mean, Jeff is a really good guy, uh, really good on TV, and I think that he kind of proved that you can't just walk in on a really bad team and become a good coach. I don't think, uh, you know, I probably consider Shanahan the best coach in the NFL right now. If he had pulled into the Colts midseason, I don't think all of a sudden the Colts would be winning games 42 to 3. And the Colts have a lot of problems, a lot of problems that I'm not sure anyone can solve. Uh, you know, Saturday obviously made some just horrific decisions as a first-time head coach this year. I mean, decisions that no one else in the league would make, no one in Pop Warner would make. Uh, but in fairness to him, he never coached Pop Warner. So, you know, there he, he's learning on the job, and those mistakes were pronounced. Uh, you know, they need to start over. They need to win two or three games next year or four games next year, but with the youngest roster in the NFL, and they need to start over. Uh, that's how you do it in the NFL. I think the NFL this week tells you that they've got a real problem on their hands, Double D, when you look at the four teams that are left. I would say this, and I'm going to get to something else here in a minute, but I think Jeff Saturday's a fraud. If I was ever in a meeting with Jeff Saturday, I'd make sure I had my hand on my wallet. He's one of those fake Christian guys, and he needs to go back jumping around on the set like an idiot with Mike Greenberg on Mike Greenberg's asinine show. That's what I think he needs to do. Okay. I think he needs to that's, get out of Indy. Uh, that's a little strong, that Double D. I, that's... No, it's not. Oh. Yeah, no, it's terrible. When I heard his first press conference, I heard 72 eyes. I did this. I did that. I, 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 I. I got two words for you, Jeff Saturday. My backside, go back to jumping around like an idiot on Greenberg's show and act like you know something because you proved you don't. Well, he proved that he doesn't. There's no doubt about that. He proved that he was not ready to be a head coach in the National Football League. Uh, 
you know, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, uh, maybe you have more knowledge of that than me, but there's no doubt in my mind that he was not prepared to coach an NFL team, and it was a complete travesty that they put, that they put him in that position. So we can agree that uh, that was a disaster. And like I said, uh, there were very few people that knew the Colts were going to stink in the preseason. There is a blueprint <laughs> yeah. in the NFL. There is a blueprint in the NFL, and if you don't follow it, you will suck. And that's why there are the same teams that suck year after year after year, despite getting great players. Like the NFL is designed that when you suck, you get a great player so you don't suck anymore. It's not working. The same teams are horrible every single year. And it's because the people that are running these teams are morons. Let me go this direction. Let's go to the quarterback. You're a GM. You need a quarterback. The landscape right now, the draft is coming. A-Rod says, who knows? What are you doing? If you're the Colts and you need a quarterback or you're whomever and need a quarterback. Well, there's a couple things if I'm the Colts. I'm I'm not sure, and I'll explain this to you. I'm not sure you take the quarterback this year. Uh, I'm not sure of that at all. In fact, I really think the best thing you do is you start over and you build a really good young roster from the inside out on the offensive defensive line. You get rid of your salaries. You make some trades. You get a bunch of draft picks and you start over. Here's the problem with the NFL. I'll tell you the problem the NFL has right now, and they're on a slippery slope, Double D. You look at the four teams in the championship games this weekend. Three of the four quarterbacks are on what, Dan? Uh, early contracts, rookie deals. Rookie deals. Rookie deals. So here's what you have to do in the NFL now. You have to guess right on the quarterback. He has to play right away and not play like a rookie. He's got to be a star. And then before his fourth year, you have to load up all around him with stars so you can win a Super Bowl. That's where they're at right now. Look at those rosters. Uh, You know, the Cincinnati Bengals are wonderful. You think they're keeping all that talent? Look at look at the Colts, or excuse me, look at the Chiefs real cooked in. I will tell you this: the Bengals at every single position but tight end have better players than the Chiefs do. Why? Because Mahomes makes too much money. The Chiefs, they were there at one time with Tariq. Like, listen, when, when Mahomes was on the rookie deal, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Now, listen, Mahomes is the best player in the league. Mahomes is the best quarterback in NFL history. Don't give me, don't at me, Dan. He is. He does stuff that no one else can do, and he's now doing it with a completely inferior roster around him, which shows you how absurdly talented he is. If I were the Chiefs, I would blitz the hell out of Burrow. The offensive line is banged up. I'd hit him, I'd hit him, I'd hit him. That's how you beat the Bengals this week. You don't try to go toe-to-toe with them. They have much better players. Here's what I'm doing. This is what you do to really good quarterbacks. You you must, you must, the A-gap. You know what the A-gaps are? I do. You you got to bust them up the middle, man. A-gap. You got to, you have got to come up the middle against Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Burrow. Now, I'm with you on Mahomes. Look, I'm not going to at you because I think Mahomes personally is what you said. He's dynamic. He's different. He wins all the time. He's going to play. He's the best he ever. He wants to play on an ankle. 
I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't. I, look, in my world, the best pure thrower I ever saw, I've always said it, is Dan Marino. The ball, whew, but I'll, I'll take Mahomes, and I ain't arguing. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you take you so, look at so you look at Rodgers, Marino, obviously Brady, who's who's got the rings to back it up. But Mahomes is obviously different than all them in his. It, he's got the mobility that obviously Marino and Brady didn't have. But the arm angles, you know, his dad was a pitcher, yeah. right? Yeah, I, you know, you see a lot of that out there, and you know, I think Burrow's great. I mean, Burrow is great, but I'll tell you what: you look at Mahomes. Name a receiver, Dan, on the freaking Chiefs other than Kelsey, who had 15 catches last week because the rest of them suck. Yeah, I'm going to go. I, the thing that I really liked about Mahomes, and it, and it really sent me over the top, where are they and where is Tyreek Hill? Remember when Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill was great, and it wasn't like Mahomes made him great. Mahomes got him the ball, and Tyreek Hill right. was great. But when he left, he started bad-mouthing Mahomes. I didn't yeah. see Tyreek Hill do much in the playoffs. All I see Listen. is whoever is out there, maybe it's Kadarius Tony, maybe it's Tyreek Hill. All I right. see is Mahomes. I am so with you on that. I got to go the other yeah. way now. We got the Eagles. Yeah. Here we are, third-round pick, rookie deal. We got the Eagles in San Francisco. Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, that dude looks really good. Well, I'll tell you a couple things about this. Let me educate you on this game, Double D, because I know football's not your thing. So I'm going to educate you Shut right up. now. I told you Shanahan is the best coach in the NFL, and what he's managed to do, by the way, let's, let's not rewrite history here. Jimmy freaking Garoppolo, who no one wants, has been to the NFC Championship at a Super Bowl with Shanahan. Like, the guy gets it. Uh, I think Purdy is obviously really smart. And I think that's the number one uh, thing about a quarterback is you got to be really intelligent because you're processing so much. What Purdy is, is he's a, he's a college quarterback. And, you know, I'll give you a great example. One of the highest completion percentages in NCAA history is Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow at Florida uh -huh. would complete like 78% of his passes. And then he got to the NFL – and everyone told you, this guy's a tight end. He can't throw the ball. This is the worst throwing motion we've ever seen. He can't play in the NFL. This is a complete joke that he's in the league. Okay. The reality is in college, he completed nearly 80% of his passes. Why? Because Urban had guys running so freaking open that you just had to get it out there and let him run under it. Purdy makes two or three throws a game that make me say, wow, this kid's pretty good. But the other, the rest of them... He's got guys that are so freaking open, and the, the defense never knows, is he handing it off, is he run? That No, he's out scheme people. Now, I will say this. Because of Hertz's rookie deal, I do think the best roster in the NFL, better than even the Bengals, is the Eagles. Their offense and defensive line are awesome. I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to run the ball, and I actually think the Eagles might blow them out, Double D. Oh, Wow. Yeah, blow well, them out. If they're going to blow them out, if they blow them out, then they're going to make Purdy look sick. I mean, that's the way I look at it. They're going to they're going to make him look sick. Uh, they're going to pick him off, and they're going to make it look yeah. look like he is Mister Irrelevant because it's too well coached of a team. It re San Francisco, remember right. they were down uh, whatever week it was, and all of a sudden they're up fourteen, and you're like, what the hell happened here? Well, what happened yeah. was Debo Samuel's down the sideline, uh, George right. Kittle in the middle of the field. I 
I don't know about a blowout, but I think I I I I think the Eagles are being undervalued. I think we're so into Mahomes and Burrow. Yeah, I'll say I'll say how good I'll say double digit win for the Eagles. And you just went through the 49ers, what you can do with a rookie quarterback. You got Debo, you got freaking McCaffrey, you got Kittle. Yeah. I mean, they've got their backup running back, Wilson, would start for or Hughes would start for a million teams. Like Mitchell. Mitchell. They've got talent everywhere. Uh, Their defense is great. Their offensive line is obviously really good. But I actually think the Eagles blow them out. All right, I'm going to show you something, and I want your reaction. You're the golf guy. You're the guru. You're the man. All right, let's roll tape here. Yep, roll it. The man. All right, so – for the non-golfing fans, that is uh, Patrick Reed, who went to the Live Tour. Yes. He sued everyone, and if we talk poorly about him right now, we'll be next on the list. And he went up to Rory McIlroy after uh, serving him papers on Christmas Eve and offered a Happy New Year handshake. And Rory, who is a little self-righteous as far as, uh, you know, he's never done anything wrong in the world, you know, he's holding the PGA Tour banner and basically told uh, Reed to go fly a kite on his way out. Reed flicked a live tee at him. And of course, the, go- the golf world has never had a battle royale like this where we have actual violence. And Reed tossing that tee at him is a big, big deal. <laughs> is that violence? Now, spinning it around, should Rory, I don't know, press charges for assault? Against Reed? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a really tricky situation where I don't love how Rory like the the one thing I don't love I, I other than Rory, I really like how the PGA tour has handled 2023. They don't mention live anymore. They basically say you got your 48, and what we learned, which I could have told them day one, if they had just come and said, What should we do with live? I'd say ignore it because no one really cares. You know what people care about? People care about the PGA Tour every weekend on their TV from 3 to 6. And the reality is, at this exact moment last year, no one in a very small portion outside of the us golf geeks like myself had heard of Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler is now a superstar. Sam, go look at the top 10 in the world. It is young guy. The PGA Tour has a system. I'll tell you one more thing about Liv. Name someone on live in the last three weeks when you're watching the PGA Tour or in the next eight weeks when you're watching the PGA Tour that you'll you'll pause the TV or turn it off and say, you know what? I really miss him. I can't watch the PGA Tour. I miss I miss Sergio so much or I miss Ian Poulter so much or I miss. uh, Yeah, the, the reality is life moves on. You get a new job. No one talks about you anymore. They've got a new TV deal. We'll see what that does for live. Uh, you know, they went and, and they've gotten really good players and I, you know, I was a Brooks Kepka fan. Um, but like, does the tour miss Brooks Kepka? Does the tour miss Dustin Johnson? Uh, you know, now if Reed and Rory are paired together today in Dubai, I, I actually do think that's must see TV. I agree. 
I agree. I was there when Tiger and Phil at the uh, Ryder Cup in Michigan walked on opposite sides of the fairway. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, this is so awesome because we've seen multi-bazillionaire, suppose, I mean, great, whatever you want to call them, athletes or play, whatever, uh, acting like children. I thought it was awesome. Um, all right, I'm going to go back to the NFL, and I'm going to walk you yeah. through, and I want to get your picks on everything. Let's go first. 49ers, Eagles, the number is... 46 I don't care. and a half. That's the that's the over under. Yeah. I'm going over and I'm parlaying that with a big Eagles win. The number on that is two and a half. You feel like that's stealing money. Yeah, I'd take him I would take 12 and a half. I'd give 12 and a half. Wow. But I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna offer that. <laughs> I'm gonna take the two and a half. I, I would, would give 12. I would give 12 though. I'm going to ask you a question here, and because yeah. I just saw this. Why is the Chiefs-Bengals game off the board? There is no line right now on DraftKings for the Chiefs-Bengals. There's an over-under of 48, but nothing yeah. on the Chiefs-Bengals line. What's going on there? Well, they're going to wait to see that Mahomes is playing. Uh, the reality, oh, Dan, playing. is, I mean, you've, you've had that injury. You you're 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 a high end power five basketball player. You probably had that injury what ten times in your life? High ankle? No, 10? not that five? one. No, no, no. Couple, couple. No, a couple. You know when you have it. I've had it a couple times, and I remember okay. both times. Let's put it that right. way. Right. You remember? Yeah. You 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 think for sure that you're a hundred percent sure your ankle broke? Like oh, when God, it happened, yes. you're like, oh God, <laughs> yes. When it happens, you come off the field and say, I broke my ankle. And then they find out it's yes. an ankle sprain. I mean, <laughs> Mahomes, what he did, like he could not move. And his first three or four passes were like wildly off. I give him a ton of credit. But even in that moment, in that moment, that ankle is going to be easier to play on than it was two, three, four days later. I'll be real interested to see. I mean, he had a difficult time taking a snap under center and getting back to hand the running back the ball, right? He may have to be yep. exclusively in shotgun. Uh, but I think the, the reason the line is like that injury is so real. You may, you may, we may find out tomorrow that Mahomes is a game time decision. I, I don't disagree with that. But I, my thing is just, you know, some guys you would say, yeah, I don't know if he's playing but I'm betting Mahomes plays. But to your point, you're exactly right. When that injury happens, you think you broke your ankle, you tape it, whatever, and then it blows up. You hope it turns black blows and blue because that means it's healing, but there's no way right. it's going to heal uh, in a week. And it feels literally – I've had every injury you could have, and I've had plantar yeah. fasciitis. It literally feels like every time you step on it, if you step wrong, you jump. It hurts that freaking bad. Over under 48 in the game. What are you thinking? Under. Under for sure. I really like the under. I actually think that uh, both teams are going to try to run it a little bit. Obviously, Mixon's the better of the running backs. Um, like I said, I think Mahomes is, is the best ever. He's hobbled on one leg. You look at the Bengals, and they've got a star at every single position. But beating a team four straight times at Kansas City's caliber is difficult. I'm I'm actually going to – if Mahomes plays – see, this is tricky on the gambling here. I'd stay away from it because I, 
if he can play and actually throw the ball, I, I think the Chiefs actually win the game. There is a chance, though, that he's just a mess out there, and obviously that'd be a disaster for the Chiefs. See, I don't. I feel like he would be a mess physically, but I don't think he would be a quote mess in his play. Like I think he is so smart that he would adjust his play and not do the things that he can't do. Whereas others okay. might be out there trying to prove. Does that make sense? All right, D. I, I'll tell you why you're wrong. If you look oh. at the Chiefs in the if you look at the Chiefs in the Super Bowl when they got absolutely destroyed, manhandled by Brady, right? And the Bucs. They had lost the two offensive linemen. And literally, he was a man under siege. I'm talking Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And th- he looked horrendous. They got destroyed by the Bucs. The Chiefs got, and that was when they had all that talent. But Mahomes, he just didn't, listen, the, he can't move. Even if he can throw and is decent. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right there. That that was 10 seconds of my life I can never get back. That was just I'm blitzing blitzing the hell out of him. I'm blitzing the hell out of him. I'm putting hits on him. And, you know, even if he he beats me once or twice, he's going to get hit, and and I, I don't see him finishing the game. All right. Now that I can get down with. Yeah. Uh, Last, last thing. Does yeah. uh, Rory win? Who, who is your going into the season other than John Rahm? Because it looks like yeah. he's out of his mind. Out of his mind. Uh, who's your PGA Player of the Year? Rahm? Definitely not Rory. Uh, I mean, Rahm has is, is obviously got a great start. Uh, back in the day when, when you and I talked uh, golf gambling, I told you that when John Rahm plays his best, he's better than every other player in the world. That includes Rory, that includes Dustin, that includes whoever. Like when when Rom is playing his best, it doesn't matter who else is playing their best because he's the most talented player in the world. He hits it a mile. He's got a great short game. He's a better putter, better chipper, better wedge player than Rory. And Rory's a great driver. But like I said, if they're both at their A, Rom's the best player in the world. I, I think Scotty Scheffler, who I know you really like, I think he has another really good year. And there are some dominant, dominant young players that are are coming onto uh, onto the PGA Tour this year that are that are going to make uh, a lot of noise. So, uh, you know, golf Wait has a, a lot second. of guys that can't. Time out. Golf, ha- you yeah, owe time me out. dinner. You I do. owe me. No, yeah, you I do. Owe me I do. Hundred bucks. Yeah. No, just uh, uh, yeah. Hey, last. Last, yeah. last thing. I've got three NFL guys in front offices that watch this show. All right. Yeah. Not going to tell you their names. I got yeah. three texts on here from people that cannot believe you are in the Jeff Saturday camp. Right. Uh, if someone thinks I'm in the Jeff Saturday camp, then they need to check their Wi-Fi. I'm the first person that said that it was a disaster with Jeff Saturday. I'm not saying that Jeff Saturday is going to end up in Canton as a head coach. What I'm saying is I don't care who you are. You were going to lose coming to the Colts in the situation they were in because of the roster, because of the owner, because of the GM. And even if it was Shanahan, who I said was the best head coach in the NFL, would it have been better than Saturday? Yes. Could you win with this Colts team? Hell no. Hell no. So for me, Saturday did a lot How wrong. does the general manager keep his job? How does the general manager keep his job? Well, that's the owner, man. I mean, you know. 
they're they're obviously they're very close. They've got a relationship, and it is what it is. All right. Listen, I don't Thanks, care, brother. Dan. I don't care. I don't care what business you go to. I don't care what business you go to. There is someone that is employed because of their relationship with someone and they suck at their job. Like this is like you're not breaking any news here that, oh, my God, we have someone that's inequipped to do. No, he's got a relationship with the owner and he keeps him on. There you go. There you go. Winning used to matter to Jimmy Ursay, but now it's relationships. And uh, I don't know. Appreciate you. You brought it. You always bring it. You All right, Double D, be well. Thank you, my Enjoy friend. Enjoy the football, man. He's the best. At Ryan Burr. I didn't like what he said about my football knowledge. I think I'm a freaking genius. But that's just me. I, you know. But he brings it, and he brings it every freaking time. All right, I got a monster for you today. You know, uh, Sean Payton's daughter is a media person, so she is going to join us. I got some headlines, including there are winners, there are losers, and there are survivors in the NFL. I'll explain when we come back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, I've said this for years, and I will continue to say this. In the world of sports, there are winners, there are losers, and there are survivors. And let me explain. You know, some guys, like Bill Belichick, they keep jobs that Well, they just win at. They win enough. They've won enough. They've won in the past enough. They've been people that I know when we get them in our organization, they are going to win. Urban Meyer goes to Bowling Green. He wins. Goes to Utah. He wins. Goes to Florida. He wins. Go to Ohio State. He wins. Goes to Jacksonville. He sets the culture. They get winning. I get it. There are winners and then there are losers. There are guys that don't last two to three years as a coach. Nathaniel Hackett, who, by the way, got himself a job. And then, ladies and gentlemen, there are those survivors, the people where you go, what in the heck is going on here? How does this person have a job? What the hell are we doing? Well, let me give you. Frank Reich can't coach blind turkeys to take a dump. But Frank Reich won enough games and is a nice guy. I said this forever. Frank Reich, the general, or excuse me, the the coach, ex-coach of the Indianapolis Colts, just got the head coaching job over Steve Wilkes for the Carolina Panthers. Now, here's the deal. Frank Reich, great guy. You know why you haven't heard anybody complaining about Frank Reich getting the job over an African-American? Because Frank Reich is a survivor. He goes to press conference and he says, oh, that's a really good question there, Stephen. Oh, my gosh, that's a really good question uh, there, Kevin. That's what he does. The media endears itself to him. He didn't win much. In fact, you can argue that he did less with more than anybody in the NFL. But because he was a good guy, because he set a table with the media that they love to eat at, and I'm being literal with the nachos, he ends up being the head coach of the 
Carolina Panthers. I am on the wrong side of the media. I didn't take my own advice. Anything that I do positive doesn't get reported. Anything that I do negative gets blown up. We get it. I get it. But that's the, that's the path that I have chosen. It's not a great path, but it's my path. Then it moves me to Chris Ballard. Look, Steve Keim in uh, Arizona won more than Chris Ballard, but he's out. Why? Wrong side of the media. Off-court problems. Chris Ballard with the Colts is the ultimate survivor. Six years as a general manager. God-awful drafts. Don't even argue with me about Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard don't even want to play. Quentin Nelson, his first game or first year with the Colts was MFing Chris Ballard on the sideline as a rookie because there weren't good enough players out there. Don't misunderstand any of this. There are winners, there are losers, and there are survivors in the NFL. And nobody, and I mean nobody, has produced two better survivors than Frank Reich, who is awful as a coach, and Chris Ballard, who is worse than awful now. Why does he have a job? Because Jimmy Ursay named him, quote, the greatest GM candidate of the 21st century, talking about Ballard. 45, 53, and 1 in the worst division in football. And he took over a team that hadn't had a losing season in six years. My God, I'm trying to educate people. I'm trying to educate, but I understand we don't want to hear it. Five, not one, not two, not three, not four, five sacks given up by a $20 million lineman. So, Frank Reich right there, who played with Carolina, goes back home. And I got to tell you, I'm sure some of the lesser media guys, African-American media guys, who are trying to build a platform by exposing, quote, bigotry and all of the stuff that builds a platform in this day and age are mad. But I haven't seen one person, not one, not one person complain about Frank Reich being the head coach. Not one, because he's a good guy, and we just love good guys. I don't know how anybody, anybody could see that as a good hire. I got to tell you. All right, I talked about Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett is now the offensive coordinator of the New York football Jets. You see him standing right there next to whom? Interesting. A-Rod, A-Delicious. Look, in Indianapolis here, we think A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers, is the perfect match for Indianapolis. The perfect match. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he's old, appears to be washed, has a big contract number. Now, I got to tell you, if I'm Aaron Rodgers uh, and Indianapolis is that way, I go that way. There's no weapons here. You got a general manager that doesn't know his backside from third base. The only redeeming quality of coming to the Colts is that it is indoors. That is it. There is no other redeeming quality. So Nathaniel Hackett, he of the Denver Broncos catastrophe, next thing you know is the offensive coordinator of the Jets. What are the Jets looking for? Jets are looking for, oh, by the way, a quarterback. We all know the reports out of New York about the childishness of Zach Wilson. If you want to see where Zach Wilson got it, follow his mother 
on Instagram. I used to think she was hot, but like every guy or every girl, the more you get to see them, the more you get to know them, the more you hear from them, they either become hotter or lesser. It's that simple. You know, I have a story. C33, the dream girl, lived right across, right there. We used to peek the windows when she went to class. I would time it to walk out with her. I started dating her. It was mutual. The more she got to know me, the less she liked me. The more I got to know her, the less I liked her. It's just science, people. It's science. So, there you go. I don't even know my point, but I like the science. All right. Uh, Look at this. Watch this video. You think guys playing baseball only celebrate? Only celebrate uh, when they hit home runs? Well, in Venezuela... Ronald Acuna Jr. hits a massive home run in a baseball. You're going to like this. No, you're not going to like this. This isn't great. This is actually bad. He hits it. He loses his mind. He celebrates. And then, because it is Venezuela, they, for whatever the reason, attack his family in the stands. So what does Acuna Jr. do? He retires from the league, and he should. Get the hell out of there. Let's show the video. It's unbelievable. This is his family being attacked in the stands. I mean, let's just beat the hell out of people in the stands because, well, that's what we do. All right. That's what happens, man. See... You can go too far with celebrations. Should your family be attacked? Of course your family should not be attacked. That's silly. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. And I don't blame Acuna Jr. Look, if you're going to attack people in the stands or if you're going to be a league that doesn't protect multimillionaires and their families uh, in the stands during a game, then I would not play. I would tell if I was a Major League Baseball Players Association, I would tell my players, hey, look, I'm not playing in that crap. Hell with that. Why am, I, why am I putting myself in a position where I might have family members attack? Hell, we've seen family members uh, in South America kidnap. No, 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 no. Uh, as they used to say, nay, nay, Nanook. Uh, this is where I think we have it all wrong in society. I'm going to give you a story. When I was being recruited by Bob Knight, I was being recruited by Bob Knight. He offers me a scholarship. I say, hey, I'm in, all right? But I still wanted to sleaze it around a little bit. I still wanted to get a little skeezy, all right? I still want to get to where, you know what? Um, I want this. I want to see what recruiting is like, all right? That's what I wanted to see. So I had a visit set up the floor. Knight was supposed to call me to put this in the paper, get a story on Monday. He didn't. I had a visit set up on Friday to the University of Florida. Knight calls me on Tuesday. I say, hey, coach, I'm coming to Indiana, but do you mind if I just take a visit to Florida? I just want to see what recruiting is about. And Knight says, Dan, you can absolutely go to Florida. That'd be great. Good for you. But you don't have a scholarship when you get back to Indiana. I said, coach, I'm committed. Why am I bringing this story up? Because I'm starting to really dislike college and high school kids. Listen to this. Um, A Florida 
an Alabama recruit is openly claiming he's only 60% committed to actually playing for the Crimson Tide. Four-star player, top 30 recruit. Look, look at this idiot here. Perry Thompson. Yeah? If I'm Nick Saban, and this is where I blame the adults, there is no dignity. Like Knight would say, look, this is what we're doing. Because he's the adult. I'm the little kid playing around with a multi-billion dollar industry. I'm going to say to you, hey, look, Perry, good for you, man. Go play it wherever. I'm 60% going to play. Listen to this. Four-star recruit. Show that guy again, will you please? Top 30 is committed to play for the Crimson Tide. He's not shutting down his recruitment. He's open about the fact that he intends to take visits. In fact, he's only 60% in on playing for Alabama, despite being verbally committed. Look at this idiot. Alabama is still on top. I'm committed to him, but I'm going to keep taking visits. I would say my commitment is about 60% right now. Hey, uh, Perry, uh, we're done with you. You want to come play here? Fine, let us know, but we're done with you. We're going to recruit over you. At some point, Nick Saban, do you not have any dignity? Like Nick Saban let that wide receiver, Jameson, let him smack a woman and then play. And, of course, the media doesn't say a word about it. We do an outkick because we've got stones. We've got sack. It's who we are. So you're telling me, Nick Saban, with all your championships, this guy is so important that he needs to take your sack and twist it in a knot and say, I own you. That's what you're doing with this little shaver. First off, he's not going to be that good. You mark my word, maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he's going to be that good. Maybe that's just the way of the world, and I'll get called a boomer while I reach out. I'll be called a boomer by all the bleeders out there, and I'll let you figure out why I call them bleeders. But I got to tell you, at some point, Nick Saban, you got to have some stones. At some point, you got to say, hey, champ, you ain't embarrassing our program. He don't look that good either. Screw him. Well, you're talking about a high school kid. No, 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 no. I'm talking about an employee of a major state university. That's what I'm talking about. So when I hear all these players bitching, whining, and moaning, well, you know, they're only uh, kids. No, no, no. They've decided they want to be employees. Let's treat them like employees. Uh, Period. Well, yeah, he's just a kid. No, was he a kid? Was the other guy a kid when he smacked a woman? Or or no, am I wrong? I I don't know. Am I wrong, right? I I don't know. I got a headache. California cops were dispatched to Britney Spears' house because she deleted her Instagram account. This could go under the crap we worry about. I would argue this. I would argue the fact that we are even concerned about Britney Spears at this point, after all the craziness that this woman is about, that we even think about her, is ridiculous for our society. Listen to this. She broke her silence after police were called to her house on a welfare check by concerned fans. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I don't know what to do. Call the police. Brittany has, oh, my God, she's deleted her Instagram. She did. 
Call Diana Russini, who's on my show right now. Now, Diana Russini knows about as much about NFL football as I do about fashion. So Diana Russini right now is talking about adjustments made at halftime in NFL games. Diana Russini, who I actually kind of like when I'd see her at ESPN. You know who says adjustments in NFL games are meaningless? The Manning brothers. But hey, Diana Russini checks boxes at ESPN, so she gets to come on SportsCenter and tell everybody about adjustments. All right, back to Britney Spears. The police never entered my house, and when they came to my gate, they realized there was no issue and left immediately. This felt like I was being gaslit and bullied once the incident made it to the news and being portrayed once again in a poor and unfair light by the media. During this time in my life, I hope the public and my fans, who I care so much about, respect my privacy and move on all my love. Ventura County Show, oh, look at Diana. Recruit, Ventura County Sheriff's Department went to Spears' house. Some fans were worried about her safety. Among her loyal supporters arose after the toxic singer's Instagram account disappeared. Before deactivating my account, she put out, I changed my name to Red River. Some people believe that's a code word for help. Jesus. The crap we worry about. We're listening on national TV to Diana Russini talking about adjustments at halftime in an NFL game when the Manning brothers said there's no such thing. But hey. We worry about Britney freaking Spears. Honest to God, what, what are we going to worry about next? Mike Greenberg worrying about Twitter? Oh, my God. The word the, according to the Associated Press, yes, those are actual things that people are worrying about, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk about those things. The crap we worry about. Britney Spears. Oh, my God. She deleted her account. I don't know what I'm going to do. you got to get over there. We must help Brittany. Brittany, are you okay? What the hell is going on in this world? I mean, honest to God, if they could get Nancy Armour to come on my ESPN and tell me about adjustments, boy, that would really make my day. You people are nuts, but I love you. My God, the Mannings, there's no such thing as adjustments. Diana Russini. Well, the greatest thing about this coaching staff is the adjustments they make. Jesus. I, I, look, I am out here on an island. I'm on an island, and I ain't mad about my island. I like my island. And do yourself a favor. Make sure you switch over, because I don't know what in the hell. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what Elon Musk is doing by switching us from following to for you. If I wanted for you, I would ask for you. Here's a story. You know I got a story. Playing golf. Listen to this, YouTube chat. So I'm playing golf, and it's at Cascades. It's a public course uh, in the great city of Bloomington, Indiana. We make the turn at nine. We got three of us, and we're playing a three-man wolf game, and it's going great. Some very obnoxious-looking frat boy comes up to us, and he says, hey, you guys mind if I play with you? My brother, the king of all comebacks, looks at him, eyeballs him up and down, and don't think for a second that your look doesn't matter. 
I mean, we can lie about that and say looks don't matter. And I'll say crap. He looked up and down, young fratty, and he said to him this. He said, my man, if we'd have want you to, wanted you to play with us, we'd have called you. And we teed off and went right down the fairway. It's a legendary. It's a legendary line. It is. Legendary. Don't know why I just used it. My train of thought's out of its mind, but it's still a great line. If we wanted you to play with us, we'd have called you. We'll be right back. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Mean tweets. We've got the crap we worry about. I'm going to give you my five guys to watch in the NFC or the AFC. You know, I went to a diversity training meeting with Radio One or Urban One, and they told us you can't use guys. You're supposed to use folks. Uh, okay, I got to tell you what happened. I'm waiting till I get all my money, but I'm, I'm I got to tell you what happened during that meeting. Uh, later on, about 10 minutes after, they told us we couldn't compliment women on their shoes. We couldn't ask people where they were from. And of course, we had to use folks, not guys, right? I'll tell you what happened at the bathroom a little bit later on. Once I get all my cash, I don't want to risk it. But here's the deal. All right, I got my top five guys. Guys, not folks, guys. These are men playing football. I understand Diana Rossini is going to tell us how it really should be, but these are actual men that actually are playing football. So here's the top five. First, ladies and gentlemen, in the NFC, uh, A.J. Brown, number five. Look, I don't think A.J. Brown is the best wide receiver on his own team. You see Devontae Smith. Then I've got Debo Samuel. Then I've got George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, and Devontae Smith. Now, you can go any order you want, but those five are pretty badass. Those are the five guys to look out for, and I love Devontae Smith. You know what I like about Devontae Smith? You're going to think this is a weird comparison. I don't. Devontae Smith is like Patrick Mahomes slash Steph Curry as a wide receiver. He just does things, and he makes it look easy. He's undersized, doesn't have the body for it, but next thing you know, he just makes it look easy. Gets by guys wiry. He's wiry strong, as they said in uh, any given Sunday or whatever, that kicker that had the worst actor in America. What the hell is his name? Left-handed passer. What the hell is his name? He was in Speed. He's America's worst actor. But the kicker in the movie is wiry. Why? Replacements. The replacements. Wiry strong. He's wiry. Christian McCaffrey could be the breakout player, but Christian McCaffrey, we've heard. It's like Christian McCaffrey is like a ghost, right? We've heard of the greatness over the years of Christian McCaffrey. He became kind of the Mike Trout of the NFL when he was with Carolina. Everybody said he was great, but he never played, and you never saw him in the postseason. Well, we're going to see him in the biggest of postseason games coming up. Kittle is just Kittle. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, seriously, what are you going to do? The dude like Travis Kelsey just gets open 
right in the middle of the field, and away he goes. I mean, he's just that kind of good. Stringy hair, though. Look, respect your hair. Let's be honest. I wish I had stringy hair. I got no problem with hair. They don't have hair, but he's got hair, and it's stringy, and it's nasty, and it's awful. George Kittle, clean yourself up. I used to call it wipe your backside, son. Wipe your backside. Clean up. Nobody wants to go through a game with an unwiped backside. No one wants to see that stringy hair. Clean yourself up, son. All right, let's go to the AFC here. The AFC top five, well, you know, this is going to get interesting because this is non-quarterback division. I should be very clear. Jamar Chase and Kelsey, you can flip them one and two. Look, you can flip them one and two. I mean, I don't know. But you can flip them. T. Higgins is right there because T. Higgins is, in my opinion, the number one receiver. He just happens to play with Jamar Chase. And then you've got the two running backs. It's very difficult for me to put Joe Mixon on any list regarding anything because all you got to do is go back to when he was in Oklahoma and he brutally punched a young lady, punched her out in a Chipotle. So he's a dirtbag. And I don't give a damn. What's going to happen with Joe Mixon is after he's done playing, he'll go back to being a dirtbag. That's what dirtbags do. They stay okay for a while, and they go be dirtbags. Tell me I'm wrong. You know I'm not wrong. You know I'm never wrong. Uh, Panchero, I got to tell you, that dude is a bad boy. That dude is like nothing I've ever seen. They said that he runs like he's punishing the ground. And I got to tell you, if you watch him run, it looks like he's punishing the ground. Uh, News out of college football, Miami has fired offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis. Now, it was only a few years ago when Josh Gaddis, as the offensive coordinator at Michigan, acted like he invented football. He would talk, and I got dumber. But he acted like he invented football. So Harbaugh realized, look, this guy thinks he invented football. I don't want him on my staff. Somehow he gets him to Miami where he gets exposed, and they only scored like 28 points in a game, or I think all year, whatever, and he's gone. Dudes that act like they invented it need to be gone. Oh, he invented it. They scored 29 points in their final three losses. Hey, look. One of the things about football is that you got to understand you don't perform, you're done. Mike Griffin, our good friend, said this is the guy that won the Broyles Award, best college football assistant over Todd Moken, who took a walk-on, no other Power 5 offered scholarships and made him a Heisman Trophy finalist. You know why. You know why Gaddis got that deal done. You know that. I mean, we all know that. We Look. We know we're always looking for diversity in every award. The worst thing that you can get is, hey, you're not diverse enough. This award, too white. We all know that. Come on. I mean, nobody wants to say it, but I got to tell you, most people now, including African-Americans, look at it and go, oh, yeah, did he really deserve that? White or black. We know that. Oh, man, there'll be a hit piece on that. All right. The stuff we worry about. Mike Greenberg's worried. Let's look at Mike Greenberg. He's worried about Twitter. Mike Greenberg, who has not said an interesting thing his entire life, other than when we co-hosted together, 
talking about his hair. Mike Greenberg, who has the worst radio show in the world, I mean, honest to God, it was my lead-in when I worked at uh, the radio station here, and I'm the only guy, true story, I'm the only guy who had a lead-in from 10 to noon by Mike Greenberg, whose show didn't tank at noon. Like, Mike Greenberg killed shows. He still makes all his money. You all think he's brilliant. He's a great host, blah, 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 blah. But here's Greenberg whining about Twitter. I know I'm not that smart. I don't claim to be that smart. I'm a sports announcer. I'm yes, not a technical do. person. I don't know anything about anything. I don't know algorithms or anything else. But I know that Twitter was something that I really enjoyed. We sit here during commercial breaks on this radio show, and I would just glance at Twitter, and it would keep my mind occupied until we come back on the air. And now I glance at Twitter, and I don't know what I'm looking at. All I'm seeing are things that are trending. I don't know why they're trending. There's no explanation as to why they're trending. I'm also getting sent into my timeline things that are two and three days old and or I'm getting things from accounts I've never heard of talking about things I couldn't care less about. Someone's selling me a T-shirt that says, Dear Mom, great job, we're awesome. What the hell is that? What is going on? When did this happen and why? Why? They've taken a good thing and made it terrible. So that's just my little momentary thought on that. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Does anyone disagree? Like, here's the one thing I've never heard. We live in a country where you cannot get two people to agree on anything. Anything. You can't agree on anything. But is there anyone who doesn't think that Twitter has become much worse in the last two weeks? Anyone. Bubba, is Twitter better or worse? Worse. Way worse, right? Like, 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 like stunningly worse. Right on a scale of one to I, I ten, yeah, how much I, I worse? Don't, I don't see a single positive. That's for sure. It's worse. Uh, Cam, better or worse? Uh, far, far worse. Far worse. Hembo, better or worse? It's much worse. Worse. Everyone thinks it's worse. Why would we change something and make it something that everyone thinks is worse? Like I don't understand this. So, look, I understand. I'm not the most technologically savvy person in the world. Earlier this morning, Hembo had to actually cut and paste something for me because I couldn't figure out how to do it. Hold I your understand. thumb down. Hold your thumb down. I understand Hit that. copy. It's, I get it. But that does not change the fact that Twitter sucks now, and it used to be good. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's, that's my little momentary diatribe on that. I'm with him. I, I don't care, but it is ridiculous we worry about that. So I'll stand by my statement, but I'm with him. Look, we got 100,000 views on this show, and Twitter changed to the follow or for you, and now I got crap. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. I'm not talking about got crap on the show. We still get a ton of views. But I got to tell you, on this thing here, I am doing the same thing, but I'm not going to go 30 minutes national radio on it, but I do agree with everything he said, so I retract everything that I said. Not really. Uh, this is the ultimate, the crap we worry about. Please show this from Twitter. We recommend, this is AP, Associated Press, style book. We recommend avoiding general and often dehumanizing, dehumanizing the labels such as the poor, the mentally ill, the French, the disabled, the college educated. Instead, use words such as people with mental illness, and use these descriptions only when clearly relevant. Hey, how about this, AP style, but go F yourself. The dockage says to the AP style, but go F yourself. 
The mentally ill are the mentally ill. The Spanish are the Spanish. I'm Serbian. Let me tell you something. As a Serbian, I'm one of the, the Serbians. The AP ended up deleting this idiotic tweet. That's what I'm talking about. Stand up to these idiots. Stand up to the purple-haired liberal with things coming out of her nose that's telling you how to act. Stand up to the little scrawny media guy from the Indy Star that tells you Tony Dungy's racist and I'm right even though I'm an admitted adulterer and I'm a bad guy and blah, 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 blah. Stand up to these idiots. Stand up to Nancy Amore who everything, hey, look. I'll tell you something, WNBA, I want you to fly private, but don't you have to earn something? Don't you have to pay for it? I'm all in on women's sports, but even my wife will tell you, you got to earn it. The stuff we worry about, the French, the, the stand up to everything. It's like a revolution against idiots. Well, you know, the Indy Star is going to write another hit piece on you. God, who cares? Do whatever you want. Have you heard the words Ivan Proporov? Have you heard Tony Dungy in the last week? Of course not. Now, if everybody would have joined it, oh, they're horrible, then you would still be hearing about it. My man at the star, he tried Tony Dungy. Guess what? He tried me in the summer. They got ripped so bad, the next three articles got to be puff pieces on a popular subject. Indiana, it's just the way the world works. Stand up to these idiots. They'll come back at you. Who cares? So good. Good that they deleted that tweet, these dumbasses. Honest to God, stand up. Don't let the scrawny little writer go to a game. Next time you go to a game, all right? Next time you go to a game, look at Media Row. Look at these people that you are supposed to listen to. Uh, used to be just about sports. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's about life, what's right. I got so many stories on these writers about what's right. And I'm sure they do about me. What are you going to do? I don't profess to be perfect. I profess to say, hey, stand up to these freaking punks every single time. Don't stop. You haven't heard Ivan Proprov. You haven't heard Tony Dungy's name. Because people squash it. The Indy Star wrote this scathing, racist, ridiculous article by a racist, and they got killed so bad that they buried their own lead writer, a writer that told me, Greg Doyle, look, I'm the only guy saving the star. They buried it because they got crushed. Same thing with me. They get clicks, but they get buried in the comments. Ah, God bless you. God bless you. I'm with you. Adrian Barbeau was my pinup girl, too. Uh, Who's your daddy? I'm sure I'll get crushed for saying pinup girl. Nah, what does that mean? You pinned up a poster of a young lady. I was plenty of young ladies pinup boy when I was playing at Indiana. The flowing locks, the shoulders, the ripped muscles, the skinny thoroughbred legs. That's right, I was a pinup boy. All right. Yeesh. Mean tweets before we get to Megan. Peyton. By the way, Megan Peyton is going to join us. Who's Megan Peyton? She knows more about gambling and her daddy, Sean Peyton, than anybody in the world. All right. What do you got, boys? I want some mean tweets coming. Let's go. What's going on here? Oh, boy. Uh, Scotty. See, Scott from New Pal. Hey, Scott. I'm coming to New Pal next week. I'll meet you. 
I guarantee Scott from New Pal doesn't say nothing to my face. Scott from New Pal is one of these little whiny dudes that every time I put something out there, he, that stuff we comment on. <laughs> I'm coming to New Pal. I'm going to watch my friend Ian Stevens play next week. Come see me. Oh, uh, Scott from New Pal. Every single thing I say, Scott from New Pal. <laughs> you imagine what Scott from New Pal looks like? All right, what's next? All you and every IU fan can do is living in the past. You weren't even good. I agree, but I kicked the hell out of Michael Jordan. Next. Uh, Tony Romo stinks. He's likable and you aren't. Does that hurt? Yes. Bad, Rusty. Rusty's another guy. You're just taking the... You guys are hanging with the low-hanging fruit. This guy, Rusty Shackleford, I could say the sky is blue. Hey, Rusty, I got your likability right here. I got it right here. And by the way, it's impossible to hurt me. My brother the other day smacked me right in the head. I told him, I said, you still can't hurt me. And guess what? It didn't hurt. Same old punks. All right, what else we got? Danny Jokic talking blank as always. How about love for the big win Indiana women's basketball had tonight? Uh, Well, if I'm just talking junk and my name is Jokic, then why do you want me to comment? What's this guy, Jeff Nayrot? Why do you want me to comment on the women's team? If you are, see, you got to understand the great state of Indiana. The great state of Indiana needs me to comment on everything. They do. If I don't comment on it in the great state of Indiana, it doesn't happen. Dockage, you suck. You are the worst. I hate you. You're horrible. Hey, what do you think about this? That's it. That's these guys. It's unfreaking believable to me. It is. It's incredible. Hey, Dockage, what do you think? Hey, the women's team's nice, but I don't get into women's basketball. I asked the coach to come on, Terry Moore, and she got offended because I said when they hired her, they shouldn't hire anybody from Purdue. Well, I got to tell you, I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm glad they hired her. I don't really particularly care about it, and that'll get you ripped because we're all supposed to care about it, right? I mean, we're all supposed to lose our mind on it. This little shaver, Jeff Nayrot, has 30 freaking followers. Hey, Jeff, water those biceps. They'll grow. All right, what else we got? Jockage. You know how many times I've been called jockage in my life? You know how many times they called me... uh, Blankage. Don't drink and tweet. That was because I said Tony Romo's no good. I'll go on a rant on Tony Romo. He's no good. Tony Romo used to, used to be informative. He used to tell you based on the setup what's going to happen. He's gotten lazy. He's gotten lazy. He got paid. There's a man, the smartest man at ESPN, and everybody at ESPN will tell you this. His name is Barry Sachs. Barry Sachs is one of the guys that started ESPN. Barry Sachs is a friend of mine. Barry Sachs no longer works at ESPN. But when he says it, when Barry Sachs says it, 
I know it's true when it comes to talent on TV. For years and years and years, Barry Sachs ran the studio shows at ESPN. He knew great talent as a host. He knew great talent as an ex-athlete. He knew great talent as an investigative reporter. Barry Sachs is the guy that figured out, okay, we need Mort and other of these newspaper clowns to come in, Schefter, and be information guys. Barry Sanders and I are good friends, or Barry Sachs and I are good friends. Barry Sachs made the point to me, he goes, look, like anything else, like any other sport, Tony Romo got paid, and now Tony Romo doesn't work at it, and it shows in his work. It shows that he doesn't anymore do things like forecast. What you're supposed to do as an analyst is you're supposed to explain, you're supposed to forecast. Explain what we just saw. Forecast what we're going to see. And I would add a third. How about y'all shut the hell up once in a while, particularly you basketball guys. My God. But anyway, I digress. So this guy, Samuel B. Wilson, is mad because, well, I, when they showed Daryl Johnson, who's awful, Greg Olson, who's not very good, but people love him, and Tony Romo, who's the worst, doesn't try anymore, the, I, I said, what do they have in common? Romo's not as good as the other two. That simple. Look, I like Olsen. He's fine. He's, you know, I like, I like watching the game on Fox better than CBS because Jim Nance makes me feel icky. But anyway, at the end of the day, hey, he's not any good. And the only comeback you can have for me is this. Don't be drinking or tweeting. I always drink and tweet. Why not? What's next? I'm drinking A&W root beer. Such constructive commentary. Come on, Clay Jr. Have an original thought about sports. Oh, well, I, I don't know that I'm supposed to be constructive. See, you got to understand Dave Rowe. Dave Rowe's a liberal. Like, I know these guys by their tweets. Dave Rowe's a liberal, and like all liberal, he wants to shut us up. I ain't shutting up. Dave Rowe, I got a backside. Give it a smooch. Next. Imagine continuing to hear a dead horse uh, for social media on traffic when you know damn well it's been done before at Indiana. Makes you sound like a bitter old man, and you should be better than that. I am not better than that. Sarah Bauer, apparently, I don't know from Sarah Bauer, but I will tell you this. Sarah Bauer must be just, well, one of them old ladies that walks around Indiana, used to try to stoop the basketball players. They wouldn't have anything to do with her. So Sarah Bauer, and these women come at me all the time, and they all look the same. They all look exactly the same. 40 pounds overweight, short blondish hair because they're trying to stay young, and they bitch, and they whine, and they moan. The guys all look the same. The guys all look like meathead guys with goatees. They all look the same Indiana fans that get mad at me. Every one of them. Every one of them, when you say something about Indiana, here's what I said. Here's what I said. Indiana put an absolute dirt bag out on the court uh, as the head coach, and other schools would not do that. Now, Indiana did it before. She's exactly right. Well, I got to tell you, it didn't work out for Indiana. I gave my life's blood to Indiana. I gave my hip, my neck. I don't want to hear from Sarah Bauer. Imagine continuing to hear a dead horse. All right, a little thing. This is like doing the Bible. So Sarah Bauer here is a little Indiana gal, all right, who learned from Bobby Knight. Hey, look, 
beating a dead horse. That's of the Bob Knight. You got to understand your history. When Indiana people say beating a dead horse, that's in referring to Bob Knight. It's, well, you know damn well it's been done before at Indiana. Right. How'd that work out? They threw Calvin Sampson's cheating, lying, scumbag self out there. The school went on probation, took years to even recover. Tim, uh, uh, Tom Crane did a great job. So now we're going to do it again because it's done before Sarah Bauer? Sarah, I got a backside. Give it a smooch. Next. Jokic, when he typed this tweet, uh, that's from Virginia McCaskey. She doesn't know from nothing. She's old. Virginia, I got a backside. Give it a smooch. Next. Living life as an unhappy, angry troll all day long, complaining about and belittling everyone. Write it on Diane Dockage's tombstone in 30 years. You see the first word in that guy's handle? Spartan. You know when it comes from Sparty, it's going to be what? Stupid. You know it's going to be vile. By the way, this is the place. This is the home, Sparty, of Larry Nass. This is the home of that crap, that egregious, awful, god-awful, ridiculous person that the athletic department covered up for years, that the media covered up for years. I'm the only one that'll say it. But why did the Indy Star have to expose Michigan State's Larry Nassar? I'll tell you why. Because the media at Michigan State are so awful, so chicken blank, that nobody that was an athlete at Michigan State felt comfortable to go to the media. The same thing in Bloomington. When Bob Knight was there, no player was going to go to Bob Hamill. So I don't respect Sparty. I don't respect it. You guys couldn't get into Michigan. Hey, Spartan Bob, I got a backside. Smooch it. Next. Jockets, do you really think we're going to believe any NBA executives are talking to you, bro? Stop the cap. Yeah, I don't know, but yesterday, this is interesting. I did. I talked to two, two. Uh, NBA executives, and they both asked me, we got talking about who I liked, who I didn't like, and they go, Dan, what's wrong with the Big Ten? They got one, one team, both of them said it different ways, one team in the uh, NCAA top 25. I said, they don't have athletes. I said, watch. I said, just watch the athletic ability. So people, well, Trace Jackson Davis is an athlete. Okay, there's one. Sensabaugh is an athlete. There's two. Watch an SEC game. Watch the dudes flying around in the Big 12. You watch the Big 10, it's Cooper Cup or Miller Cup or whatever the hell the guy's name is. I mean, just stop it. You can't call me jock, it's Miss McCaffrey. I got a backside. Smooch it. We got one more. Hi, Megan. We got one more. Uh, We'll go to Megan in a minute. Let me finish this and we got to go to commercial. Uh, Dockage calls Joe Biden an idiot. And here he is telling the AP to shut up. Oof, this is sad. Now the AP did it to themselves, dummy. The AP deleted their own tweet. The dockage said that the AP should delete the tweet. Joe Biden is an idiot. Listen to him speak. What's wrong with you? He's a thief. He's an idiot. He's a crook. He runs a crime family. He should go to jail. I got a backside. Smooch it. We'll be back. 
We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A hundred years ago, when I was working for Bob Knight, he was making a decision whether to go to New Mexico, and we were going to go with him. I happened to be in Las Vegas, and I went to every sports book trying to find a bet on Bob Knight going to New Mexico because I knew we weren't going to New Mexico. My next guest, Megan Payton, who, by the way's dad is the hottest coaching commodity, Sean Payton, uh, has a podcast and involving Megan and Sean and finding out and trying to wager on where Sean was headed. Here's some video from Megan's podcast with her dad, Sean. So since you don't know maybe where you're going, I'll tell you where Vegas has you going. And Vegas, by the way, typically pretty smart. Oh, stop. We got a little graphic here. According wow. to some sports book, let it be known <clears throat> that you can't technically bet on this on a lot of sites. But Cardinals have the shortest odds right now, plus 250. Then we've got the Rams at plus 400. So that means that Vegas thinks that you're going to end up at the Cardinals, most likely. Then they've got the Rams, then the Saints, the Colts, the Broncos, the Cowboys, and then the Chargers we're seeing at 10 to 1. What do you think of this graphic? Yeah, well, first off, in fairness, the, the, the bottom two shouldn't be on there. They have coaches and they're in the playoffs. Um, so <laughs> I, I understand I understand the, the rumor mill and all of that. Um, you're missing Carolina. All right, Vegas. I know that I was surprised by that. If we're trying yeah, to Vegas be, if we're just trying to be co complete here. Um, and then the last box we're missing is Fox. You know, like what's the odds that he just, you know, goes back to Fox and pays for Megan's wedding the next year, you know, just, you know, kind of put it on a credit card. I absolutely, Megan joins us. I love the fact that you are handicapping your dad's next place with your dad and you're doing it so serious. Like, Hey, here's the odds. What are you doing? Here, here we awesome. go. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Dan, thanks for having me. Um, no, that was a fun, a fun segment to do with him. My producer for the podcast, he found that graphic off of some site. I mean, as you know, this isn't showing up on FanDuel, DraftKings or any of that. So it was hilarious to see uh, what the actual like fake odds were and then to get him to talk about it. We, we had a fun time. You know, let me ask you, all right, let's get right into it. Where would you put the odds? Let's say Fox and, you know, whatever, Carolina, or not Carolina. Uh, I want him <laughs> to come to the Colts, but what do I know? You got family in Indy. Let's break some news here, woman. Dan, I I'm sorry to be a letdown, but I'm finding out all the information on Twitter with everyone else. So me and my brother, like, are in a group text, and we'll be like, oh, we saw this. We saw this. What does this mean? I mean, he's a busy man. I, I, that's what it seems like right now. But I wish I had uh, some insider info because then we could find some, you know, off-site uh, betting site and make some money. Kidding, by the way, would not do that. But uh, I really, I really don't know, Dan. I just, I, I hope that um, he goes somewhere, whether it's Fox or another team that you know he loves and feels like there's a uh, 
great community there. And I'm excited to have either a team to root for or another pregame show to turn on. How, you know, I coached for a lot of years. I got, I got fired at Bowling Green. That was so tough. We're getting beat. I know we can't win. I got everybody hurt and my kids are crying. You went through great times uh, with your father. Did you ever go through bad times? Did you, I don't know. I don't have your dad's record here, but was it ever, was there ever bad times when your dad was a head coach? Well, of course, every, you know, bad times is so relative. I think anyone that's an NFL fan or in the industry whatsoever, if you don't win the Super Bowl, sometimes that's considered a bad year. One team leaves happy at the end of the season. And, of course, there are years whenever it's, you know, worse than others. But ultimately, one positive for me growing up is that all I really ever knew from the time I was 10 was – my dad with the Saints. So I know a lot of kids of coaches, they move around a lot throughout high school and it, and all of that's really what's important when you're 15 is where are my friends at? Where are my friends at? Uh, luckily, we, he was with one team up from when I was 10 till now and all the moves were before I was 10 years old. So I'd say, of course, there's ups and downs, but lots of fun memories. When, uh, when you're handicapping, where your dad goes because he's really good on TV and TV is the greatest, easiest job in the history of the world. But it isn't like coaching. And the one thing I always said um, that you can't get anywhere else is winning. The feeling of winning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm guessing your dad had that so much. It's like a drug, right? Absolutely. He said that many times. Uh, I've, I've heard him on different shows. I've heard him on even my podcast, him talking to us. There's an adrenaline rush. There's uh, an addiction that I'm sure comes with winning. Having never coached, I can't you know, specifically relate to that, but I know that he's the most driven person I've ever met. As much as he loves TV, I'm sure that there's always going to be a pull to being back in the industry of coaching. Let's get serious here. Uh, you are a gambling expert, and I'm going to call you an expert <laughs> Because Wager Talk is a show that you have. And as my, my brother and all of my friends say, hey, dude, you got a show. Tell us what's going to happen. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, <laughs> right. you got a show. <laughs> you know? All right, let's go. It is Joe Burrow against Patrick Mahomes. 3-0 and is what Burrow is in Arrowhead or whatever the hell they call it. What are you thinking? <laughs> Dan, this has been such a hard one handicap. Honestly, both of these games are hard to figure out, but – First of all, with the with the Bengals Chiefs, I'm riding with the Bengals because Joe Burrow and this Bengals offense, they're so hot right now. Ten wins in a row. I really don't think that we're giving enough credit to Burrow and what they've done. I mean, three starting offensive linemen out last week. Who would have known? Joe Mixon rushed for over 100 yards. We're seeing... Burrow being able to get the ball down the field. He's using many weapons. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. The list is without ending. And here's the thing, Dan. I think that uh, obviously the whole storyline this week has been Patrick Mahomes, the ankle. How healthy is he going to look? How is he not going to look? Well, let's not forget that the Bengals have beat the Chiefs three times when Patrick Mahomes was healthy. If anything, this is just going to make it a little bit more difficult on Kansas City. I also have a couple 
player props in the betting industry that I'm looking at for that game. And one is running back Samaje Pirine over 15 and a half receiving yards. One thing we noticed with the pressure that was created from the Buffalo Bills defense last week with the offensive line uh, having their backups in is that Joe Burrow is getting the ball out quick. So I'm expecting to see some quick passes, some short throws, and get the running backs involved in the receiving game. You could look at the Joe Mixon over on his receiving yards or I, Samaje Pirine. I'm going to IP Ryan because the Mixon under hit for his receiving yards last week, the over hit for uh, P Ryan last week. And then you look at a Kansas City team that's not done well at stopping running backs in the passing game. They're 28th in the league. They allow a lot of yards to running backs in the passing game. So I'm looking at Samaj P. Ryan to have a big game. I'm going to take over 15 and a half receiving yards for him. And yes, I like the Bengals to come up and win. Two things on that. Number one, as you were talking about that, I just bet P. Ryan because he oh, nice. I trust. And, <laughs> and the second thing is, even my mother doesn't watch this show because she called me. My phone is ringing from my 87-year-old mother. I mean, Mom, Aww. watch the damn show, woman. Mom! Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Mom? Like Get on YouTube. Saying. You know, one of the interesting things, and I looked at this this morning, and there was no line on DraftKings um, for the Cincinnati game. I'm, I'm assuming everybody in the gambling world is waiting on the ankle of Patrick Mahomes, right? There was no line. There was over under a 48, but I didn't see a line on DraftKings. Well, it's been moving around a bunch. You know, we've seen Chiefs as a one-point favorite. We've seen Bengals. Right now, um, you're seeing Chiefs as a minus one-and-a-half-point favorite. And that, to me, indicates that the books are expecting Patrick Mahomes to be healthy enough. Where when we first got the reports, you know, the day after the game, you felt like, all right, with Bengals now being favored, they're they're thinking Patrick Mahomes is really struggling here. Now, I'm no doctor and I'm no injury expert, but talking to my brother who's been through injuries, talking to former players who have been through injuries before, high ankle sprains are unique in the sense that when you're playing out there like he was uh, last week, you can go into the locker room, you can have this adrenaline, you know, take whatever you need and feel okay while you're playing. I don't think that it's going to be any better when we come and see this game on Sunday. If anything, it's going to be worse. The swelling uh, gets worse. You you take time and, and it's just, it's not something that goes away quickly. Brandon Marshall, former linebacker for the Broncos, I was on a show with him earlier this week and he said he's had a couple of different high ankle sprains. He can still feel them now. Years ago, he got those. So I expect this to be a little bit more significant than maybe we're giving credit to and maybe the books are giving credit to. Megan, I'm 110 years old, but I remember two high ankle sprains and he is exactly right. If I take the wrong step on my heel, I feel it like I've been shot. Honest to God, and I'm a million years old, and and I like honest to God. So I know exactly. I think the Eagles are being underappreciated. What say you, San Francisco and the Eagles? Uh, this is even harder. This one, I, I don't even. I still feel like I'm hesitant on it, but I've been riding with the Niners for a few weeks now. I've picked them to be in the Super Bowl, so I feel like I have to go with my gut here a little. The Eagles and the Niners, though, are the two most complete teams in the NFL, in my opinion. And I'm so excited to see this matchup here. The one, uh, I guess, category that I'm looking at is the Niners run defense against the Eagles run offense and what they've been able to do with Jalen Hurts on the ground, Miles Sanders. 
I like the Niners to win this thing, but I'll say this. I think that the Eagles end up getting a lot of yards through the passing game. So one prop that I'm going to be eyeing is Jalen Hurts over one and a half passing touchdowns. You're going up against a pass defense that's 20th in the league, that is the Niners, and you've got amazing weapons. And A.J. Brown, I heard you talking about Devontae Smith. I think he's a fantastic receiver. Tight end Dallas Goddard. And these receivers and tight ends, they've been able to get yards after the catch. So you don't necessarily need to use the run game, especially when you're going up against a San Francisco run defense that's top two in the league. I'd rely a little bit more on the passing game. Whereas for the Niners, run the ball. I mean, my goodness, you have Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel. You're going to be able to get a ground game going because the Eagles' run defense is significantly worse than their pass defense. That's where the Niners might have a bit of an advantage, in my opinion, because if you can get a run game going, especially early on, then a team like the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be trying to catch up to you all game through the, through the air. All right, last thing before I let you go. Handicap where your dad goes. Ah, Dan, I'm telling you, my opinion changes every day. I, I hate to be that person, but I have no idea. No idea. No idea. Let me, let me ask you this, because I, I just had three people say, how come you haven't asked Megan this question? So I will ask, <laughs> why didn't your dad, to the best of your knowledge, why, why didn't your dad interview with our beloved Colts? I have no idea. You know, honestly, and, and who knows? Maybe I, I really, I have no idea. Um, I, I love Indiana. I told you this earlier on the show. I've got a lot of family out out there. We visit Morocco, Indiana, Greenwood, Indiana all the time. I'm not sure. And who knows what happens uh, behind the scenes, unfortunately. I'm no longer in the bubble, Dan. I think ever since I went into this media world, I got cut out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my son does. He's coaching at Illinois State, and he's like, hey, he goes the <laughs> opposite way. Can you tweet out our game tonight? Can you tweet? You know what I mean? So now, hey, I do I'm that to my dad, too, sometimes. The, Don't worry. Do you? You should. Yeah, yeah I'll send him hey, a text every now back. and then. I would love you to. Should. Thank you so much for hey. having me on, Dan. It was great. Hey, I've already, I've already made two bets, P. Ryan and Jalen Hurts. So, hey, uh, what are you Don't hold do? me Thanks accountable. I'm info. telling you that now. No, I'm not, <laughs> thank no, you. No, thank no, you. No, no. I'm a grown – hey. I'm a grown-ass man. When I lose, That's true. I lose. When I win – You lose. When I win, I gloat. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate Megan. it. Thank you. Good luck to it. All right. The queen of TikTok comes on next. Yeah, Haley. Let's go. We'll be right back. All right, Haley. We just lost some time there. So we got to get right to this. This is the queen of TikTok. Go follow her at Haley. I always say your name <laughs> wrong, so I'm just going to say it here. Hey, say your last name. Haley Karania. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> follow her there on TikTok, on Instagram, on InstaFace, on Twitter. All of them. Old dog, new... <laughs> I'm the old dog. You are young <laughs> and hip. The new trends. Um, we got the new trends for you this week, Dan. Same deal as last week. We have three videos. I'm bringing a video. Dylan's bringing a video. Ryan's bringing a video. All that we saw on our For You pages this week. You get to pick which takes the cake this week. Let's do it. You think your girl doesn't know anything about football? Ask her who the quarterback of the Bengals is. Joe Burrow. She probably knows what number he wears. Number nine. She might even know his QBR. 101.3. What kind of perfume he likes. Chanel. What kind of underwear he wears. She's familiar with Joe Burrow. Yes, I am. She loves Joe Shiesty. Yes, I do. And there's nothing she'd like more than to see him win the Super Bowl. Correct. 
He has to be stopped. No. All right, Dan, I got to tell you, my For You page last week was just stacked with Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, all Sunday, all throughout the day. The girls are breaking the internet over Joe Burrow. That specific video got 14.2 million views and 2.6 million likes. Um, Some of the comments on that video T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, and Jalen Hurts, the holy trinity. I'm not attracted to Joe Burrow, but I've always said the man has a gorgeous nose. There are people from other countries. I'm British. I have no clue what a quarterback even is, but now I'm a fan of Joe Burrow. Some people are talking about maybe a potential matchup between the 49ers and the Bengals. That would be like the, um, you know, quite the duo, handsome duo, quarterback duo. So that would break the internet as well. Um, the girls are just loving Joe Burrow all over TikTok this week. Does Joe Burrow have a punchable face? I don't think so. Maybe a kissable face. (laughs) I was going to say, maybe I'm just jealous, right? I got to go around looking like this, and Joe Burrow gets to go around looking like Joe Burrow. All right, enough of that clown. What's next? Now go. Oh, man. That's one. No! Power slaps over here. Oh. Done. Done. What the f you get? It's over. It's over. Knocked out. Do not get up. It's over. Hold on, man. Quite the violence. This is quite the turn from my video to Ryan's video. That one had 12.2 million views, 1.5 million likes. Um, A lot of people in the comments are asking, how do you even train for this sport? People were making a lot of Will Smith, um, Chris Rock jokes. Like Chris Rock didn't have any recovery time built in. He just had to go right back out there and act like nothing happened. Um, What are your thoughts on this one? All right, as always, I have a story. My stepson played football at Allegheny College. And you know, uh, Haley, how they have those wacky, if you come in last in your fantasy league, you got to do something? Yes. Well, their thing was the guy who came in first, now these are football players, gets to slap the guy that came in last like that. How about that? Wow. That's some incentive not to lose. There are a lot of – They did it. There are some TikTok trends of guys who lost or they came in last in their fantasy football league, and they've been tasked with learning new TikTok dances and performing them for 30 days. So maybe I'll bring that to you next week. (laughs) Yeah, well, this one, I've seen this. I don't like this. This has gotten national exposure. I ain't mad at the video, though, because I don't want to give away who I'm voting for. Uh, Did Dylan have a video, or is he too busy winning parlays? Dylan's got a video. Yeah, no, that's good. That's safe. They can't get through there. That's your kid. That's what I'm worried about. She's severely concussed. How's that safe? That shouldn't fit a kid's head. Your kid's going to fly straight off the back of this one. Your kid's going to smack their head straight into that. Concussion, concussion, double concussion. How's that safe? That's your kid. Burning alive from the metal 
Third degree burns. Compound fracture right there in the shin. Where does this go? Severe brain injury from that height. Not getting through that. Severely concussed though. What do you say? What do you say about that? Well, at first I thought it was a real baby in like the first millisecond that I saw it. And I was like, oh my goodness, I am. But this video actually makes me afraid to have children and take them to the playground because I really do think that they need crash dummies for playgrounds now. This video had 109.2 million views. That's crazy numbers. 16.8 million likes. This is part of a series. He does this with um, dolls at playgrounds and puts them through these insane situations but i must say i remember as a kid going down those metal slides and having my thighs burned off that's like the most i don't know why they made slides out of metal in the summer i i look um i now i feel like a bad dad i would take my kids to there sit over on the side read a book i didn't care fall off hit your head what uh tough love Haley. i got it I got to tell you, I like number three. I like Dylan's. I thought Dylan's made me laugh out loud. I don't know if this guy was a public safety worker or this guy was a spoof, <laughs> but I got to tell you, he wasn't wrong. Look at this. You thought he was beating Redemption. the baby right there? Oh, in the first five seconds, yeah. <laughs> I was fooled. <laughs> Dylan, redemption in week two. I'm happy for Dylan. He thought that this was rigged. It's obviously not. No, there's no rigging. No, no, no rigging. I did like yours, number two, and then the other one, number three. Yours is interesting to me because you um, – see, am I allowed to say the things that you said about Joe Burrow, about Elizabeth Hurley? No, she doesn't have a punchable face. She has a kissable face. Can I say those things? Listen, we don't get canceled over here. I'm anti-cancel culture, so you can say whatever you like. a girl. I do agree, though. I, let me ask you, if it's if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, who all the cheerleaders of the Golden State Warriors rushed over against yep. Joe Burrow, um, I, I've been told by a woman on our YouTube chat that she may petition no helmets. Oh, I agree. I agree. They're going to have to – I mean, I know it's the Super Bowl. You want to, like, you know, go in there guns blazing, but I'd love to see that. <laughs> All right, last thing. Who wins? Give me your prediction. Who wins? Oh, I don't know. You're going to have to ask me when there's the last final two teams. I have no idea. I'd love to see well, Joe Burrow win, though. Ass. <laughs> I like the Bengals. Really? Really? What really? about you? Me too. I, uh, <laughs> the center for the Bengals, who is... Very handsome in his own rugged way. Teddy Karras, Jr. Jr., is a family friend. He actually was in my pool. I told this story earlier. He's, a, he's the center. His dad, a bunch of people are over. We're in the pool. We're drinking beers. He drank beers, Haley, for, and I'm being literal here, three hours. Finally, I looked at him after I went to the bathroom for the 25th time. I looked at him. I said, yo, Jr., Jr., where are you peeing, big boy? You know I mean? Right in the pool. Listen, it takes an athlete to he's, drink that much for that long. <laughs> <laughs> he swore to God. He said, Coach, I swear to God, I am not. So how, I got to root for them. And then the other game, 
I don't know, but I want I want Joe Burrow and the anti-Joe Burrow mountain man, Teddy Karras Jr. Jr. to win. Until next week, lady. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. The queen of TikTok right there. That's right. Hey, every weekend we end it. Those are pretty good. We need to do a video somehow, some way, a video of, uh, I don't know, where we get 8 million likes or something like that. I'll say this. Congratulations to my buddy, Jason Bonetti. He and Steve Stone just got a long-term extension on their contract with the White Sox. I'm having dinner tonight in Chicago with Bonetti, my wife, one of my former players, his wife, and my stepson. We're going to Chicago Cut. And uh, here's what you do. Let me give you a little man advice, okay? Let me give you a little man advice, YouTube chat. So your buddy just gets an extension on a contract. Normally, what clowns say is this. Well, you know, uh, you know, he's going to be buying. No, it's a celebration. It's a celebration that Benetti got this gig extended, so I buy for him. That's what men do. Little slaps go, well, you know, you got to buy. You got all the money. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. No. Be a man. We celebrate Benetti tonight. I buy his dinner. That's what we do. Everybody on the freaking YouTube chat, I cannot thank you. We actually set records this week for length of time watching YouTube. Uh, there it is. There's the YouTube chat. 46% think it's the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Eagles at 25 and then a tie. 14 and 14. I wonder if all of a sudden they showed Patrick Mahomes sprinting in practice. I wonder if that number 14 would change. Don't forget, Joe Biden is a dirtbag. He knows nothing about what normal people want. $48,910 a month for rent at his place.